I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. There are, of course, those who do not want us to speak. Greed, deception, abuse of power, that's no plan. They, they just gatekeep knowledge, you know? They're, they're to total masters of deception. They manipulate everything. You know, these, these pricks at the helm have lied to us. It's... I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. I never told anybody to lie, not a single time, never. These allegations are false, and I need to go back to work for the American people. They're, they're setting it up for the Great Deception. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it all revolves around the Great Deception. Yeah, right? it, bingo. And L.A. and I talked about that. I said, L.A., is this the Great Deception? And he didn't hesitate. He said, absolutely. I never used to question before, and now I question everything. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. The world needs a wake-up call. We're going to fold it in. And welcome to the Great Deception Podcast. I'm your host, Matt. Thanks for joining me. Tonight, guys, we got a little bit of a different approach uh, to the podcast. This is going to be a clips show. Okay, so, and uh, I'm going to give credit where credit is due. My man, Andrew, over at the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast, does these clip shows all the time that I really enjoy, where it's uh, a mix of older clips and new clips, you know, around a certain topic. So go check out Andrew's great work over there. But, so I like the idea. So what we're going to do is we're going to take clips, play them back, break them down, to show you what happened and how we got where we are today, in a sense, through the, the madness of the last couple of years. But before we get to that, guys, I want to ask that if you can, please like, leave a review. It helps us in the algorithm. I think I got like 500 out of all the people that listen. So if you could go over, leave a review, you know, five stars, whatever it is, uh, leave a like on Spotify. Uh, it really helps. So if you could do that, that'd be great. If you want to support the show, Patreon is the main spot for me. Uh, Patreon.com slash the great deception podcast. And uh, you get all the Monday night master debaters over there. All of these shows, video episodes, um, as well as a small library. We're starting to put together of old books and, PDFs and different files that are relevant to current events at the time and or research I'm doing. So if you're interested in it, go check out the Patreon. So tonight's show, this is the, the, the idea of the clip show, like I said, came from Andrew. But the reason for it is because I want to show you the manipulation that's taken place. 
Okay. And, and, and it, this is more for record keeping, right? To say, okay, anybody that has any questions going forward, come listen to this. See if it still makes sense to you. This is their own words. This is their deception, their lies, their misinformation, their disinformation. And it needs to be exposed. And we can't just forget that and act like this never happened, like many want this us to do. People need to be held accountable for this. Thousands of people lost their lives unnecessarily because of this, and it impacted millions of people. Millions of people's lives were changed by this. And and what am I saying that this is all a big conspiracy? Well, yeah, because the conspiracy is just two parties getting together. Now, do I think the whole release of everything and it was all a huge coordinated effort? <clears throat> I'll leave that up to you to decide. But what we're going to show is we can't let it happen again, first of all. And that's that's what kind of brought this on is this first clip here we're going to play. It, tr- it kind of triggered me to say, hold on, guys, we can't be talking about this again. We went through it once. If You you have to be able to see the writing on the wall and what happened last time and not let it happen again. Because it was a social engineering exercise combined with science, right? Combined with uh, the economy, combined with health. I mean, it was just all these things wrapped up into one and it was kind of the perfect storm and they took advantage of it. And that's why I called this a social engineering and the manipulation of the pandemic. So let's listen in here. This variant that is causing more new COVID cases across the country than any other variant, according to the CDC. Yeah, in today's Health Minute, Mandy Gather has more on EG5 and what you can expect from it. The newest boogeyman. It's being called a variant of interest by the World Health Organization. EG5 is another Omicron offshoot and behind about 17% of new COVID-19 cases in the U.S. Now, it says it's up 17% from what number? right? That's, this is totally misleading because in essence, year to year, it's down 80%. But this is how they play the numbers game. I just wanted to throw that out there. US. So for now, it seems that it may have increased transmissibility. May have. But it does not seem to be posing more of a threat to public health than other variants. So far, EG5 has been detected in 51 countries. Its global presence doubling <laughs> over the last month. So they use month, red to scare China you. having the largest portion, about a third of reported cases, followed by the U.S., South Korea, Japan, Canada, Australia, Singapore, and the UK at 2%. EG5 was upgraded from a variant under monitoring because global health officials believe it should be tracked and further studied, says Dr. Adi Shaw with Mayo Clinic. So that we can keep an eye on the data and make further determination as to if this is more risky or leading to more hospitalization. Right now, the U.S. is seeing a rise in COVID-19 cases, emergency room visits, and hospitalizations. But it's unclear if this specific strain is driving those increases. Health experts believe... See, so they just say right there, it's unclear if this... We've done this whole scare pandemic, uh, scare campaign here, but we don't even know if, if that's what's causing it. <laughs> okay, so see that... The, That's what drives me nuts about this. And then you get this from CNN on Twitter. 
If you're at high risk of serious illness or death from COVID-19, it's time to dust off those N95 masks. It may be time to break out those masks against COVID, some experts say. Okay, so let me remind you, this is from the American Medical Association Encyclopedia of Medicine from 1989. Okay, take a look here. We're going to look up what is a coronavirus. It is, what's it say there? The common cold. The common cold, right? There it is. That's that wonderful virus logo that you can even get an emoji of now. Okay? The common cold. That's what all this hysteria was about. Now, okay, coincidentally, the Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security, in partnership with the World Economic Forum and Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, hosted Event 201, a high-level pandemic exercise on October 18th, 2019 in New York, New York. So three months before we started seeing it over here, they had a high-level pandemic exercise. The exercise illustrated areas where public and private partnerships will be necessary during the response to a severe pandemic in order to diminish large-scale economic and societal consequences. Man, that's just an amazing coincidence that October of 2019, they have the perception and the, the, the uh, ability to see the future and know that, you know, we need to do an exercise to see what would happen if a pandemic hit. It's damn coincidence. Okay, now let's go through this whole idea of social uh, and engineering, okay? And we're not talking about the, you know, IBM social engineering tools and things like that, the, the AI versions. This is some defined social engineering as any act that influences a person to take an action that may or may not be in their best interests. It, uh, it is really understanding how and why all of us make decisions and what motivates us to make those decisions. Once we understand whether it is emotions, brain chemistry, or some other motivator, we can be, be better suited to defend against the type of social engineering that is not in our best interests. So what this basically is, is going to show you the, so, the tools that they used to get this ball rolling and the many facets of it that it took on, okay? So here, here's an interesting SNL skit from Woody Harrelson from uh, this past year in 2023, talking about the overall. Okay, so the movie goes like this. The biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes and people can only come out if they take the cartel's drugs and keep taking them over and over. I threw the script away. I mean, who is going to believe that crazy idea <laughs> being forced to do drugs? I do that voluntarily all day long. <laughs> anyway, it's... How about that? Right? Okay, so now we're going to go through and see what happens. Now, we'll go back to 2020, January. We started seeing people in China collapsing in the streets. 
And then we started seeing these people in these white hazmat type suits, right? Coming and getting people, testing people, uh, wheeling people around in gurneys. It says terrifying footage allegedly shows uh, people collapsing in virus hit Chinese city of Wuhan. Dozens of disturbing, unverified videos have emerged purporting to show Chinese residents suddenly collapsing in the streets of the epicenter of the coronavirus outbreak. Okay, this is greasing the wheels, right? So now we get to this guy. He's going to break it down just like Woody did. Give it a listen here. People in charge of this country locked us in our homes, put a curfew in for months, banned weddings, banned funerals, banned Christmas, stopped us from seeing our loved ones, arrested or fined anyone who wouldn't comply, mandated a vaccine that doesn't work, mandated a mask that doesn't work. But to this day, they're not capable of showing the public evidence that it did work. Why? Because none of it worked. Other than dividing us, lying to us, scaring us, censoring thousands of good doctors, censoring millions with opposite views, destroying our world economy, and consolidating corporate and political power at the top. Tell me one good thing it did for us. It got us to wake up. So uh, I, I agree it did all those things, right? Now, how were they able to do it? Again, remember what we said in the beginning, what is a coronavirus? It's the common cold. So how did they get us to freak out like we did? I didn't, but society over the common cold. We're going to see, right? You look at the symptoms. Symptoms are the same. You get fever. Yep. Same with the cold. Cough. Yep. Same with the cold. Uh, what's that say? Shortness of breath. Yep. You can get that. Chills. Yep. Uh, let's see. Muscle pain. Yep. Headaches, sore throat, loss of taste or smell, right? That all happens. Okay. And how contagious is the coronavirus? Let's look here at this uh, express chart and we will see that it is less than SARS-CoV and it is less than influenza. So it's less contagious than the flu. If for those of you that believe that the flu is contagious, I um, leave that one out there for anyone. So now what happens? March 13th, 313 is the day that all hell started breaking loose. We started seeing cancellations. We started seeing lockdowns being thrown around. Look at these headlines. Game over virus latest we will get through this but life will change why it's the common cold this is all part of the programming guys lockdown till march 31st remember two weeks to stop the spread that's what they they dangled out there here you go if we stick to the rules we'll get through this right it's all about compliance and that's what you're going to start seeing no full school weeks until we have a vaccine national lockdown from good old boris johnson uh san francisco times we have stay at home 
Uh, then you have state issues, stay-at-home advisory, closes non-essential businesses, cases exceed 100,000, but low fatality ratio offers hope. This is two weeks in, just about. And here's an interesting thing that I found that was a tweet by AOC that was deleted. But before she deleted it, it was shared over 20,000 times. It says, it's vital that governors maintain restrictions on businesses until after the November elections because economic recovery will help Trump be reelected. A few business closures or job losses is a small price to pay to be free from his presidency. Hashtag keep us closed. So what they start doing, right? That lockdown was small businesses, which made no sense because you could go to Walmart, you could go to Home Depot, you could go to any large Story, go to the grocery store, but the small businesses were forced to shut down. This is where it's you start to see it become a coordinated effort, a takeover by the parasite class. And what was one of the first people that caved? Churches. How disheartening is that? At a time when when people needed spirituality more than ever the church closed its doors and turned its back on its parishioners now they do zoom calls and all that no remember we talked about with the buildings these buildings are healing centers they help people the organs the frequencies the architecture they close their doors afraid of the common cold and it says, you know, these people had the balls to say, God, help us all. Well, if you had real faith, you would believe that the higher power would take care of you. But they didn't. Then they started pushing this social distancing. Six feet, right? Keep six feet apart from humans. Like they said, they locked you away from the elderly. You couldn't go see them. You couldn't go into hospitals. You couldn't go into restaurants. Limit physical contact with others. Part of being human is the contact, the interaction between us. So not only the physical removal of contact, but then that affects you mentally. And this was a is a mind war, a battle for your soul, your spirit, your will. Right? They're showing these people here masked up, sitting six feet apart. Coronavirus prevention, right? These posters that were up. Stay six feet away from other people. Practice social distancing. COVID-19 curfews were enacted, right? Curfew, uh, countywide curfew from 12 a.m. to 6, uh, 6 a.m. Starting March 27th to April 12th. Essential personnel, as defined by the order, needing travel within the county during this time are exempt. Individuals seeking medical care for yourself or a loved one are exempt. So they're basically telling you, you can't leave your house unless you're an essential worker. I put that in air quotes or you're dying. <laughs> right? I mean, this is, this is madness. This is pure fascist behavior, right? They closed beaches. They closed playgrounds. Now, what is one of the best things to do when you're suffering from a cold? Go out in the sun. Get fresh air. 
the idiocracy, the lunacy of this. They closed beaches, they closed hiking trails, they closed playgrounds. They went as far as to put boards through the basketball hoops in public parks. It's just insanity. And we we bought it. We allowed it. Didn't push back. It says public beaches and parking are closed to help stop the spread of COVID-19. I mean, come on. Come on. Insanity. Play it safe, right? These rules. Uh, actively supervise your kids, which is good. Wear a mask. Bad. Stay six feet apart. Bad. Wash your hands. Good. 30-minute limit of hanging out with people. No sharing toys. No food or drinks. Stay home if you're sick. That's the only one I agree with. And that's what it was prior to this operation. It was common sense. If you were sick, you stayed home. If not, you do whatever. Didn't matter if, if your neighbor was sick. Now you had to be afraid that your neighbor was sick. Now you'd be, uh, maybe maybe you got it. How to protect yourself and others, right? Like we're we're children. It's just moronic that people fell for this, right? Look at these dopes. You got this guy in an astronaut suit over here going to the grocery store. These people with uh, five-gallon water jugs on their head in uh, raincoats and a mask underneath, right? This is peak insanity, guys. I mean, look at this lady. She's got an umbrella hat on, a long ass plastic shield, mask underneath, and then uh, the pool foam toys taped to each other to create a nice circle around her so nobody interferes with her space. And I always love these ones, okay? The idea of the mask on the band members where they cut holes over their mouth so they can play their instrument. That's how effective and how, you know, think about that, guys. I would just cut it out. It's not about your safety. It's not about your health. It was about and it is about your compliance. No face mask, no entry. You know how many places gave me shit for going in without a mask? Where I'd wear it on my chin just to get in the door. It's it's it was it's so crazy. And then go look at the studies, and we'll take a look at some of that stuff. But here here's common sense, okay? You know, all those masks we had on the cloth masks, anything but the even with the N95, a lot of this gets through. Here, look at all the things here that get through masks, okay? And and see if this is going to protect you, especially wearing it all day, every day. You've been hair can fit. Diatoms fit through. Human ovum can fit through. A neuron can fit through. cells, skin cells, polymers, red blood cells can fit through. E. coli, that'll make it through. Smallpox, rabies, SARS will be too. Polio and rhinovirus. All can make it through the mask. So they were totally ineffective. It was all about your compliance. 
And we bounced from the mass to one of the things that drove me the most. You want to get my blood boiling? These damn dancing nurses. Come on. At a time when, you know, it's everything. Everything's so deadly. Hospitals are overwhelmed. This was the trend that we got. Dancing nurses. The stupid TikTok trend. Look at this. Do they look overwhelmed? Right? Essential workers. Now remember this too. These are the essential workers that we talked about before. The ones that we're supposed to celebrate, thank them. We love you. These are the dancing nurses. These are your firefighters. These are your police. First responders. Yeah, wasn't one. Was all over the place. Dancing nurses on a helipad. Anna has. Right? I mean, think about this. This is something they had to practice to. They had to put time in before these things. Record the dance. These are well rehearsed. Which means at a time when they're supposed to be dealing with all of these. forget that okay it gets even worse over here we had that video montage ones. look at this recreating the titanic this is how overwhelmed these hospital staff Notice the one thing, right? In every single one of these videos. What do they have on their face? The diaper. Look at Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Cutting that door. In the wow, middle of a pandemic, really right? Dance. Wow, you can really dance. He went. He went. They said we've both been dancing all this time. What a coincidence. Jerusalem, Hiya, Pfizer. Hi, Ben. You got any extra shots? Sure, thanks. Sleeves up. Oh, cringe. I'm a Pfizer girl in a COVID world. Okay, that's enough of the dancing nurses. After that, what did we run into? George Floyd in the summer of love, 2020. May and June of 2020. And this is where 
we start seeing the worlds collide. So now we start seeing, well, let's let Ari Belcher explain it here. How I characterize it. This is a, mostly a protest. Uh, it, is not, uh, it is not, generally speaking, unruly. That ain't a riot, what we're seeing right now in Minneapolis. They are strictly principled anti-fascists, and they've taken a principled stand to stand against white supremacists and white nationalists wherever they may show up. I argue to you tonight, all punches are not equal morally. It says it right in the name, Antifa, anti-fascism, which is what they were there um, fighting. Listen, there's, you know, no organization is perfect. There are some violence. Any reasonable person would say we shouldn't be destroying other people's property, but these are not reasonable times. Well, thank goodness for the looters, man. And please, show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. I don't care that much about statues. Respectfully, should that be done by a commission or the city council, not a mob in the middle of the night throwing it into the harbor? People will do what they do. You're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations that have been burning in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Do not get it twisted and think that, oh, this is some something that has not never happened before and then this is so terrible and where are we and these savages and all of that this is how this country was started people get mad and people get sick of it people are risking covid to explain to this country that we're fed up most of the major movements in american history have started at the grassroots level and at some point have turned into direct conflict with american government so Remember your history before you judge your present. Thuggishness is thuggishness wherever it comes from politically. Okay. Now, first of all, where Chris, Chris Cuomo and his, where does it say that you have to uh, protest politely? Well, <laughs> burning buildings down, right? And we're not supposed to call these people savages or anything like that. Now, think about how they reacted to the people and what happened on January 6th. You know, there was no real damage other than a broken window. The only death was at the hands of the Capitol Police. Here, we had entire cities being rioted, burnt. But people were risking COVID, she said. Now, remember that because these quote-unquote peaceful protests where there's fires, cities burning, looting taking place. On the other side of it, you had... People protesting lockdowns, protesting masks, protesting uh, mandates. And those were deemed right-wing fascists. Peaceful protests, mind you. Nothing was burned. Nobody was harmed. Nobody was killed. And they and this is the insanity. So let's get a little bit more of this whole peaceful protest nonsense. Will you be clear that no Americans should be violent? Of course we don't want violence. We've condemned violence every time it. Ha- I've condemned it when it happened on January sixth. I condemned it when it happened in the summer of twenty twenty. It'd have been nice if the left would have done the same. Because what I saw, actually, frankly, I saw it on your network. I saw a reporter standing in front of a burning building saying, "Oh, it's mostly peaceful protests in twenty 2020. twenty." and Laura, what you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations that have been burning in Kenosha, Wisconsin, over the course of the night. A second night since Jake. Blake was seen shot. Let's condemn the violence every time it happens. Let's don't have violence, but let's have the rule of law. And that was the the beginning of it, right? I mean, you had riots all in every major blue city. They were everywhere. 
But as we started going through this, all these rules were put in place for you or I. But the people in charge that were making the rules didn't seem to want to follow their own rules. While Governor Newsom is telling all of us to have Thanksgiving dinner outside, he's facing some new fallout for that fancy birthday dinner party he went to at the French Laundry. It was in Napa, which was in the orange status, relatively loose compared to some other counties. Uh, it was to be an outdoor uh, uh, restaurant. Raising some new questions about the governor's claims that the dinner was outdoors, as he has repeatedly claimed. And and I uh, let my guard down and I apologize for it. Mayor Lori Lightfoot has been adamant that people stay home and socially distance for weeks. I can't make this any clearer. You absolutely must stay at home. We will cite you and if we need to, we will arrest you and we will take you to jail, period. There should be nothing unambiguous about that. I guess you would all imagine that a lot of people were surprised when she made a trip to the hair salon. I take my personal hygiene very seriously. As I said, I felt like I needed to um, have a haircut. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. But if I felt like I needed a haircut, I wasn't allowed. Or you wanted a haircut. But this Beetlejuice looking thing, she doesn't have to follow the same rules as us peasants. Under fire tonight after security footage showed her inside a San Francisco hair salon that's closed to the general public. It was a setup, so I take responsibility for falling for a setup. And that's all I'm going to say on that. I think that they owe, uh, that this salon owes me an apology. <laughs> I mean, this is just insanity, right? I mean, they, if, now mind you, if this was so deadly, they would not be doing these things. And they knew it wasn't. They knew they were playing us. And it, here's another example of it. again, guys. These uh, last this video and the previous one, uh, great Instagram channel uh, at Unveil Truth, Unveil dot Truth. Go check her out. Her page is great. Immediately after telling the rest of New York City to stay inside, for example, Mayor Bill de Blasio loaded up his SUV with government bodyguards and headed for the gym across town in Brooklyn. I need exercise, and again, I have to stay healthy so I can make the decisions for the people of the city. But we don't have to stay healthy. Us peasants don't have to stay healthy. We don't have to exercise, right? You're supposed to just stay in your home, get nice and fat, fatten up and get dumb on the internet, get unhealthy. Well, if, if he needs exercise, why don't we need exercise? Think common sense, guys. Again, I, I'm preaching to the choir here, but this is just infuriating. The leader is embroiled in controversy for attending a party at 10 Downing Street in May of 2020. At the time, the, the country was Johnson. under a strict government-imposed lockdown. That I myself fell short when it came to observing the very rules which the government I lead had introduced to protect the public. Let's put into practice what it truly means to love our neighbors as ourselves by making sacrifices to protect their health. Let's stay home for them. Not long after recording the video you just saw, Trudeau left the capital and traveled all the way to Quebec to visit his family at their lake house, just like 
you'd want to do on Easter if you're allowed to do that, but you're not allowed, so stop complaining. Former president tweeted it might be Labor Day weekend, but let's all remember that we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Wear a mask, practice social distancing, and follow the experts. It'll save lives. Former president can be seen in pictures hitting the dance floor without a mask. We're told that he danced all night and had a great time. Oh, right? Guys, it, it doesn't apply to them. Because you were getting played. Now, Let's listen to our favorite. Now, uh, let's break his name down first of all. FAU. What's that mean? Fake. What's Chi? Chi's like energy. This guy, the, 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 the character known as Anthony Fauci, is all fake energy. And let's listen to him lie multiple times here. Here's one this is regarding mandates lockdowns so well i didn't recommend locking anything down i recommended to the president that, that was march of 23 this is october of 2020 he recommended to the president we shut the country down we shut the country down but he didn't he said he didn't see this is the thing that these people don't understand and that's like this video this video right here it, it, this is from 2005 and this shoots down any of their vaccine arguments whatsoever because natural immunity as it always has is better than any injection let's listen here to fauci himself in 2005 uh, but she's had the flu for 14 days should she get a flu shot well no if she got the flu for 14 days she's as protected as anybody can be because the best what was that as protected as anybody because the best vaccination is to get infected yourself and the best vaccination is to get infected yourself if she really has the flu if she really has the flu she definitely doesn't need a flu vaccine if she really has the flu she should not get it again no she doesn't need it because it's the it's the most potent vaccination is getting infected yourself the most potent vaccination is getting infected yourself. So all those people that got the virus and then continued with med experimental medical procedures, it was all for naught. It was all part of the agenda, the program. All right, let's check this one out. World Health Organization, the death rate from the coronavirus is rising. 3.4% is higher. Twice as deadly as previous estimates. 3.4% state of emergency. emergency. Well, I think the 3.4% is really a false number. Based on a lot of conversations with a lot of people that do this, I think the number is way under 1%. So to fact check, the World Health Organization says the coronavirus death rate is 3.4%. President Trump lies that the World Health Organization is wrong. The number is 3.4%. 3.4% is what it's being reported around the world. Making it deadlier. So much death. The death rate. The percentage is 3.4%. And no hunch from the president can change that. Trump lied about the most recent World Health Organization estimate that the global death rate of coronavirus is 3.4%. The 3.4% death rate was wrong, and WHO data later updated it to a fraction of 1%. Let's go back into history. 
Trump has a hunch that the death rate is lower than 1%. Way under 1%. Way under 1%. <laughs> Will someone put a mozzarella stick in this stupid hole? Trump lied to viewers about the mortality rate. Way under 1%. False information. He's spreading disinformation. Misinformation and dangerous disinformation. If you're president of the United States, you have the world's greatest scientists at your disposal. You listen to them. Leading scientists, including Dr. Fauci, wrote in the New England Journal of Medicine that the death rate could be considerably less than 1% way under one percent why are you going on national television and contradicting experts based on a hunch his fake hunch with some fake math the president somehow thinks it could be lower than one percent based on nothing based on a lot of conversations with a lot of people that do this outright lies contradicting health officials on fatality rates it's not a time for donald trump to be calling into cable shows it's a time for the cdc what is cdc's best estimate of the fatality rate it's somewhere between half a percent and one percent a fraction of one percent the president is spreading false information. Information, discarding what the health professionals are saying. Outright bogus information. Science is not based on hunches. A hunch yeah. about what he thinks is going on. Instead of trusting information from doctors and scientists. He has a hunch. Hunch, hunch. A hunch. It's not a time for Donald Trump's hunches. It's a time for science. It's a time for doctors. Welcome, Dr. Jay Bhattacharya. Uh, my hypothesis. My hunch. Was it likely to be less deadly than the World Health Organization was saying. 3.4%. There's no way that was true. Really uh, false Numbers. This is why I ran the study in April of 2020. And what did you discover? The infection fatality rate was 0.2%. Way under 1%. Trump continues to contradict and downplay all things coronavirus. The president appearing to contradict medical experts on the mortality rate of the virus. Personally, I would say the number is way under 1%. Later on CNN. Our estimates are probably pretty inflated. Very high because the easy cases, they don't report to doctors or the hospital in many cases. So initially WHO released uh, estimates of 3.4%. Really a uh, false number. The true infection fatality rate is likely to be far, far less. Way under 1%. It could be in the range of a seasonal influenza. To a fraction of 1%. This is just my hunch. He is spreading misinformation and disinformation. You can even call it information. An outbreak of sketchy information coming from the president. He's using a hunch instead of listening to the global authority on public health. A hunch. There's a lot to be concerned about. His hunch. A hunch. Hunches. Just my hunch. His hunch. His hunch. My hunch. Based on a lot of conversations with a lot of people, that's not what you want for the American people. A hunch. Okay. Do you see that? There's so many things in that one video. One, you see the coordinated and orchestrated attack by the media. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. it. You saw it right there. It's Mockingbird at its finest. They find something and they stick to it. Now, did they ever apologize and and or redact those statements and say, no, we were wrong with the 3.4? No. Even though Orange Man Bad was right, based on the science, they still ripped him they still would refuse to admit to the real number and that's what this is all about and that's why when we get into a later one people started realizing no 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 those are your numbers because if you remember uh in the beginning of this there was an interview with bill gates and he had how to lie with statistics the book right next to him you can manipulate numbers to get it any way you want to tell you a story and that's what this was Remember in, in the beginning of the first video we played that was from this month, they're already talking number of cases. Cases is insignificant. Who gives a shit about cases? How many people are getting really sick and how many people are dying? That's all that's really relevant. And even that, 
it's not relevant because you have to look at all of the factors and they weren't looking at all the factors. They were only looking at what they want and trying to get what they wanted out of this. And they manipulated data. They lied. They said there, misinformation, disinformation. You saw them right there present misinformation and disinformation over and over again while the person they claimed was presenting misinformation and disinformation, the president and people like us who, who read articles, read journals, read reports, we were accused of spreading misinformation when they did it themselves. The misinformation, disinformation campaign, it's, it's, are you agreeing with the narrative or no? Because there's a lot of money at stake and you're not going to touch our money. And that's all the parasites care about. That's it. So you see this, you see this coordinated attack from the media on the American people right here, because those are all blatant lies and they knew it. Because all they had to do, I mean, you saw Fauci on every single day anyway. Why didn't they ask him then? All right. Now, this is for all of those of you who are still in love with Mr. Trump and his idea. He still takes credit as being the godfather of this vaccine, as much of a non-vaccine. It's an injection. Okay, let's be honest. Because by definition, a vaccine is totally different than what this is. So let's listen here to, to good old 45. And look, I guess in a certain way, I'm the father of the vaccine because I was the one that pushed it. You know, to get it done in less than nine months was a miracle. Fauci said it would take three to five years. He thought it was uh, something that just wouldn't be that effective because it would take so long to get. We, I pushed the FDA like they have never been pushed before. I wouldn't exactly say they're, uh, they're in love with me. They have never, this is a very bureaucratic organization. I push them like they've never been pushed before, and that's why we have it. Uh, when they did the pause on Johnson & Johnson, I thought that was a, a very, very stupid thing to do. Why is that? Because he's friends with Woody Johnson and family, and it costs them money. He's pushed the FDA to get this out faster, regardless of necessary required testing to see the possible long-term effects of this over again what are we talking about folks a coronavirus the common cold so his hands aren't clean in this either okay those of you that want to say he's the savior he's the greatest thing ever hey he he did some good stuff but he's also got to take hits for stuff like this claiming victory on the vaccine and saying that pausing Johnson and Johnson while they they look into it a little bit more for the safety and efficacy of it is a bad thing. Come on guys, you get, you you can't play that game here. You have to be honest and open with yourself. All right, so we talked about it in in the uh video before Trump about the propaganda, right? And, and the coordinated attack by the media, coordinated effort 
Let's check this out. This is a little thing called This is How Propaganda Works. Okay, we want to make sure that everyone understands that no one's safe till everyone's safe. No one is 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 safe. Nobody is safe. This is a post 9 11 axiom. Safer, but not yet safe. No one is safe. No one is safe. No one is safe. No one is safe from COVID 19 until everyone is safe. If the whole world isn't safe, none of us are safe. No one is safe. No one is safe. Nobody is safe until we're all safe. Health experts have been saying nobody is safe nobody is safe until everybody is safe nobody, nobody is, is safe. safe science is clear none of us are safe there is no safety no one is safe no one is safe no one is safe no one is safe until everyone is safe no one's safe nobody is safe nobody's safe no one's safe we'll never be safe until we're all safe we are never going to be safe 99.5% of people are safe and will survive COVID-19. Uh, the only positive thing out of this is we should be able to manufacture a lot of vaccines and... Nobody will be safe if not everybody is vaccinated. You don't have a choice. As long as not everybody is vaccinated, nobody will be safe. Normalcy only returns when we've largely vaccinated the entire global population. So get the fucking vaccine. You need to get vaccinated. And if you don't, you are going to die. I know you're vaccinated. You're the smart ones, but you know there's people out there who aren't listening to God and what God wants. You know who they are. The unvaccinated people. My message to unvaccinated Americans is this. If you are the unvaccinated, you are the problem. You're the problem. All right, you see that? For something that 99.5% of people will survive, no one is safe until everyone is safe. Right. Think about that. That is some Gestapo like programming, propaganda, manipulation. That scared the shit out of some people. Others like me laughed at it because I'm like, oh, here it goes. Here's the campaign. How are they going to push this one? Here it goes. No one is safe. And you heard the you heard the the parrots in, you know, in your everyday life out in the grocery. No one is safe. No one is safe. Put your mask on. Right, right. No one is safe. Get your vaccine. It's, I mean, it's, it's such garbage. And so many people fell for it. We cannot, that's why I stress, you cannot let them have an inch this time. It has to be immediate. Okay, so let's look. Again, the manipulation by the media. Headley. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our, Our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is, is to serve, serve our, our Treasure Valley communities. The El Paso Las Cruces communities. Eastern Iowa communities. Mid-Michigan communities. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS 4 News produces. But we are concerned about troubling trying to be responsible plaguing our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media... Notice the bias and false news is only shared on social media, not not from the propagandists themselves. Okay. Yeah, outlets publish the same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false, false news, news has, has become, become all too common, common on, on social, social media. media. More alarming, some media outlets publish the same this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. 
This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. Do you see that? Okay. So, you know, you're, you're seeing now that the media is bought and paid for. Who is leading these agendas? Who's paying for this? Well, what do you know? Let's take a look here at a clip from the Jimmy Dore show. And so you know who sponsored the news, right? Pfizer. CBS Health Watch sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference. Brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. Early start. Brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett out front. Brought to you by Pfizer. This week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer. This weather report brought to you by Pfizer. Today's countdown to the royal wedding is brought to you by Pfizer. And now a CBS Sports update brought to you by Pfizer. Meet the press. Data download. Brought to you by Pfizer. This portion of CBS This Morning sponsored by Pfizer. On how to find the hidden sugars in the American family diet. Sponsored by Pfizer. Okay. See that, right? They were the leading sponsors for all major stations, sporting events, the royal wedding. You think they had some influence on what programming got on there and what was labeled as misinformation? Do you see the connection now? Do you see what all of us were screaming about from the beginning of this operation? And then we get this tweet in uh, August 21st of 2021 from the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, FDA.gov, said why you should not use ivermectin to treat or prevent COVID-19. You are not a horse. You are not a cow. Seriously, y'all, stop it. What? We're talking about a Nobel Prize winning drug. Ivermectin. It's an antiparasitic. Now, anybody want to guess why there was that huge campaign against ivermectin, other than the fact that it was effective, was because if, and let's not forget this, if there was another option out there, they could not use the emergency use authorization, and therefore the pharmaceutical companies would have lost out on their golden ticket and ivermectin and things like that that you can get for pennies or a couple you know pennies for a, a couple of cents per pill and there's no copyright on it so anybody could produce it that's why they could not have hydroxychloroquine out there they could not have ivermectin out there because both of those have proven to show that they can assist. 
and we'll get into that in a little bit. But let's keep on this propaganda paint campaign from our our, our wonderful leaders. And I use that word word very poor uh, in poor taste. And I should say our parasitic hosts. This dope. No, I don't think a press mandatory. I wouldn't demand to be mandatory, but I would do everything in my power. Just like I don't think masks have to be made mandatory nationwide. I'll do everything in my power as the president of the United States to encourage people to do the right thing. And when they do it, demonstrate that it matters. That's why I said on my, in my inaugural speech, I'm going to ask people to commit for 100 days to wear a mask. So it went from two weeks to 100 days, two weeks lockdown to 100 days of wearing a mask, which we showed you before is totally ineffective, completely ineffective. There's no science that shows that it prevents anything. Not because I'm asking it uh, to, for any reason to punish. This is not a political issue. It's become one. But if people do it for 100 days in the middle of what will be still a raging crisis and the vaccine is able to be distributed, they're going to see deaths drop off the edge. They're going to see hundreds of thousands of people not getting sick. And my hope is they'll be then inclined to say, okay, it's worth it's worth the patriotic duty to go ahead and protect other people. Now Thank you all so very much. He puts the mask on after he spits all over everybody. Right? This is the logic, guys. When he would when he would be spitting stuff out and there's people sitting in front of him, he doesn't wear the mask. But when he's leaving, he's gonna wear it. It's like when you go to a restaurant. Remember that? You could go, you had to wear a mask walking in. And as soon as you sat down, you didn't have to wear a mask anymore. Or when you're flying on an airplane, when you're eating, you didn't have to have your mask on. But anytime else you did. What sense does that make, guys? There's no logic behind that. And anyone that 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 tries to argue otherwise, you're a moron. There's no logic to that logic. All right, let's listen to some more misinformation from our parasites. If not, there will have to be things that will essentially put pressure on them, such as you're not going to work in this particular agency or institution. You're not going to. Hold on. I just thought Biden said that there weren't going to be any mandates. Now we're being told we can't work in certain places. If we don't get a experimental medical injection. Interesting how things changed real quick. Be able to go to this college or this university unless, in fact, you get vaccinated. You get vaccinated. Fuck! <laughs> so not vaccinated. It looks like Jennifer Aniston doesn't want to be friends with you. <laughs> Think about how stupid that is, guys. This is the news that we were dealing with at the time. What you mean by that? What do you mean what I mean? Oh, you was joking. Let's keep it moving. Jen said that she cut out a few people in her weekly routine who refused to get the shot or have not disclosed whether or not they have. Think about that, right? How many people lost friends and family over this, over an experimental medical injection? Right? How many? Look at this. 
all these signs, federal law still requires, that's a mandate, right? And by the way, mandates are bullshit. They're recommendations, they're suggestions. It's not law. It has no legal basis whatsoever. You can mandate anything you want. It doesn't mean you have to follow it. It's not a law. Then they started pulling this, right? Very Nazi-esque. Proof of vaccination required. Remember, they, they had you had to show that you were up to date. Okay, new COVID-19 vaccine mandates effective September 27th. Vaccine mandate, long-term care employers must have it. State employers, uh, employees in hospital facilities. Uh, all state employees, excluding hospital uh, K through 12 teachers and staff, early childhood staff. Right? It says, what can employers do to require or encourage workers to get a COVID-19 vaccine? Why do employers care? Why? And it, there's a, there was an article in the Jacobin that said, you know who else opposed vaccine mandates? Hitler. Right? Think about that. That's what they, they were personifying you as. Then we get to the idiocracy of it all. They were, they, <laughs> again, think about this. Now they are incentivizing you to get an experimental medical injection because not enough people were getting it up to the numbers they wanted. Their fear campaign didn't work enough. They put plexiglass, right? Plexiglass all over uh, checkouts. They put one-way signs in aisles of grocery stores and people followed this. I went the opposite way intentionally just to interact with people and man, did it piss some people off. You see the arrows there? Yeah. I'm not following a stupid sticker on the floor. To me, that just says, obey, obey, obey. No, I'm going to walk where I want to walk. I'm, this is, this is, in, it's kindergarten type shit that people fell for on a massive level. In the gyms, every piece of equipment had a uh, plastic, about six or seven feet high plastic around it, held up by PVC pipe. You think that's doing anything against this deadly virus? Is that little piece of plexiglass doing anything? Common sense would tell you no, because guess what you have to do? You ha That person is touching your groceries and putting them in the bag for you. <laughs> right? This is, this is just... Oh, it's so comical. Let's listen to this one. This comedian talk about uh, the, I, I want to call them the uh, vaccine gangs. Uh, who got vaccinated? I yeah, that's what they call Pfizer. it. Anybody? Who, what'd you get? Pfizer? Yeah, Pfizer for life. Fuck yeah. <laughs> it feels like we join a gang, right? When I see all those Pfizer people, like, yeah, Pfizer! When I see it was Moderna, a cult. I like, oh, fuck Moderna's here. There were people who formed teams over what brand they got, right? And what's so mind-boggling about all of this is that this was pushed heavy by 
what we would call the liberals, right? The the left, who is supposed to push back against this stuff. That was the side who was anti-establishment, anti-big pharma. And they were the ones that were complying the hardest and the most to this. This was heavily pushed on both sides, but dominantly by the left, which is mind-boggling in in the, the history of the parties. Now, mind you today how things are kind of upside down. It does nothing surprises me. They're they're war hawks now. They love big pharma, they love big government. I mean, it's it's amazing. Now, the peak of this insanity was this dipshit again, the honorary Gestapo de Blasio. Listen to this freaking insanity. I I this just anybody that fell for this and and this is so cringe. Free fries when you get vaccinated? Um I got vaccinated. You're saying I could get this? You delicious fries? Wait a minute. But there's also a a burger element to this. Let me let me check with Bill Needhart. Is it too early in the day to eat a burger? No. This can be breakfast? Okay. I want you to look at this and think about again. Some people love hamburgers, some don't really want to respect all ways of life. But if this is appealing to you, just think of this when you think of vaccination. If mm. this is appealing to you. Vaccinations. Mm. Vaccinations. Mm. I'm getting a very good feeling about vaccination right this moment. Guys, they tried to get you to take a medical injection by dangling burger and fries they thought that's what it would take that's the coercion they needed to put out there to get you to take something that may or may not work for you it's an experiment for something that 99.5 percent of people would survive think about that think about it long and hard when do they ever incentivize you to get anything? When is anything free that's good for us? I'll wait. Look at all this. The, the, the campaigns were pure insanity. Okay? This whole campaign of, of everybody needs it. We're, you know, we're getting uh, what's next, right? And everybody's got their mask on. These dopes went as far as to get their tattoo on their body of when they got it. What brand they got. This person here has got their card tattooed on their arm. This person has a, these two have viruses with a little commemoration of when they got it. This dope is showing his card. Here's another ad. Vaccinated, get a free t-shirt. From Mississippi State. Ah, oh, you want a you want a vaccine? You get a free beer. Again, when have they ever incentivized to get anything that is good for you? I'll wait. Okay, so now, remember they said you wouldn't get COVID if you're vaccinated. 
Okay. Fauci, when people are vaccinated, they're not going to get infected. Joe Biden, you're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Rochelle Walensky, vaccinated people do not carry the virus and do not get sick. This is the CDC director. We have good old uh, Rich Maddow, a.k.a. Rachel from MSNBC News. Now we know the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops. Bill Gates, who's in quote-unquote expert, everyone who takes the vaccine is reducing their transmission. Albert Borea, Pfizer CEO, there is no variant that escapes the protection of our vaccines, right? All of that right there is misinformation. It's wrong. It's lies. And they went on a campaign. Let's listen to it. There's an over a 20 to 1 return. If you had put that money into an S&P 500 and reinvested the dividends, you'd come up with something like $17 billion, but you think it's $200 billion. Here, yeah. You're okay. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. These vaccines are highly, highly effective. Vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. They're really, really good against variants. Everyone who takes the vaccine is not just protecting themselves, but reducing their transmission. That's uh, to other people and allowing society to get back to normal. Get your first shot, and when you're due for your second, get your second shot. Our key goal is to stop the transmission, to get the immunity levels up so that you get it almost no almost no uh, infection going on whatsoever. When people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not going to get infected. If you're vaccinated, uh, you're not going to be hospitalized, you're not going to be in an ICU unit, and you're not going to die. If you are fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. Anyone who is fully vaccinated can participate in indoor and outdoor activities, large or small, without wearing a mask or physical distancing. But what they can't do anymore is prevent transmission. You know, we didn't have vaccines that block transmission. So now we have two vaccines that are really quite effective. The mRNA vaccine, highly effective, extraordinarily efficacious, 94 to 95 percent for mild to moderate disease and virtually 100 percent efficacious because the real world effectiveness is even more impressive than the results of the clinical trial. talking about how effective it is 100% effective 100% effective and it's a miracle what this thing is 100% effective and then we got down to 99 and 98 and 96 89 95 94 93 92 and it's slowly dwindling down in the 80s now 80% effective. This dropping. 70s. <laughs> oh man. Here we go. Dropping fast. Down in the 
nothing to do whether or not it's effective. We know it's highly effective. Highly effective. Come on, man. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. That was the propaganda campaign that they led. And okay, so let's listen to the horse right from her mouth. What did Rachel Maddow say? It means that instead of the vaccine being able, excuse me, it means for instead of the virus being able to hop from person to person to person to person, spreading and spreading, sickening some of them, but not all of them. And the ones that it doesn't sicken don't know they have it. And then they give it to even more people because they didn't recognize they were right. Instead of the virus being able to hop from person to person to person, potentially mutating and becoming more virulent and drug resistant along the way. Now we know that the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. It cannot use a vaccinated person as a host to go get more people. That means the vaccines will get us to the end of this. If we just go fast enough. Now that's a lie. We all know that's a lie. First of all, we've seen a, I mean, I know people that have gotten that. I mean, I heard Burt Kreischer talk about the other day. He got vaccinated. He's had COVID seven times. <laughs> so it's, it, it, it doesn't make any sense. She's lying. It's just a flat out lie. Let's listen again. Just say before we do that, um, just as a personal plea from me, if you have been putting off being vaccinated for whatever reason, don't agonize about it. Don't let anybody make you feel bad about that and you know get you defensive about it. Just make a fresh decision now. Take a fresh look at the issue now, looking at what's going on now. No matter why you have put it off in the past, no judgment, now is the time to actually go do it. Because we really cannot afford you having to go to the hospital right now. If you're unvaccinated, you have a much higher chance of getting this newly transmissible variant we had never seen before, before a couple of weeks ago. And it's the unvaccinated people who it's going to make sick. And we really just cannot afford for you to have to go to the hospital right now. I mean, looking all around the country, depending on where you live, there is a very good chance there's no room for you in the hospital right now if That's you need to lie. go. And if you can somehow get a bed because you got COVID and you got sick from it because you weren't vaccinated, if you are able to get yourself into a bed, you're going to be filling a bed that somebody else really needs. So even if you didn't feel like you could do it before, even if you've been holding off for. So hold on, it, even though I'm sick, somebody else needs that bed. And just because they got an experimental injection, they deserve it more than I do. This is their logic. Whatever reason. Look at it freshly now. Now would be the time. Even if it wasn't OK for you before. Now would be the time, even if you already got it, which according to Fauci in 2005, if you got it, that's the best immunity you can have. It's better than any injection you can take. You need to get it now. You need to. This is just lies. Did she take back any of these statements ever? Admit that she was wrong. Admit that she was spreading misinformation. 
it's okay for you to do it now. Honestly, your country needs you. <laughs> and if you are vaccinated, but you haven't been boosted yet, and you're eligible for your booster, make your appointment for your booster. Uh, now's the time. And I know from anecdotal experience where in part of the country where I live right now, signing up for a booster right now is sometimes hard to find an appointment. It, the only reason I'm saying that is not because you should be discouraged from trying to get one, but because if you know you need to get your booster, you should try to make your appointment now because you may have to make it some distance in advance in order to get into a vaccination site. So because everyone's rushing this to get the booster. Yeah. Everyone's everyone's rushing to get the booster that no, that's. See, and that's what we have to understand. These people here, they aren't traditional journalists. They are bought and paid for much like your politicians. And who is their main sponsor? Remember, brought to you by. They are drug salesmen. They are pedal pushers in this. All right. So now let's listen to who is the problem. Study finds gradual increase in COVID infection risk after second vaccine dose. A study published by the BMJ today finds a gradual increase in the risk of COVID-19 infection from 90 days after receiving the second dose of the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine. So there you go. Now let's listen to how did they shame us? How did they try and guilt us into taking this experimental injection. Well, let's listen. You are the unvaccinated. You are the problem. It is the unvaccinated who are the problem, period, end of story. The only people that you can blame, the only people you can blame, this isn't shaming, this is the truth. Maybe they should be shamed, but the unvaccinated. It's called a Christian value. You're basically punishing the vaccinated uh, for the the sins of the unvaccinated. People are not behaving honorably. The unvaccinated are basically saying, well, it's open season for me. I can do whatever I want as well. The, the unvaccinated are basically beating their breasts and running around the country saying, ha ah, ha, we don't care, we're living free and so forth. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. The unvaccinated, a group that includes children and people acting like children. <laughs> And the rest of us are starting to get pissed off. The vaccinated feel the unvaccinated are making me upset or angry. This is not about freedom or personal choice. Well, my freedom is being kind of disturbed here. No, screw your freedom. When are we going to stop putting up with the idiots in this country and just say you now it's mandatory to get vaccinated? their freedom but you're treading on our freedom and you're making other people sick and really you're killing other people the anti-vaxxers they seem to have a thing for death and home remedies the anti-maskers turned anti-vaxxers are not just putting their own lives at risk if that was the issue we could just say that we can watch them compete to win place or show in the darwin awards we have to start doing things for the greater good of society and not for idiots who think that they can do their own research and don't get me started on the lunatics who won't take any of the COVID vaccines. Life is too short to be an ass. Life is way too short to be ignorant of the promise of something that is helping people worldwide. Maybe you're doing it because um, you're, you're disconnected or disorganized. Maybe you have sympathetic psychological reasons, but maybe you're just being antisocial. Oh, you can't shame them. You can't call them stupid. You can't call them silly. Yes, they are. Those who are not vaccinated will end up paying the price. The unvaccinated should be taxed 
uh, they should pay more for health care. We need to start looking at the choice to remain unvaccinated the same as we look at driving while intoxicated. We're going to see, and I've said, almost mm -hmm. two types of America. Dr. Fauci said that if hospitals get any more overcrowded, they're going to have to make some very tough choices about who gets an ICU bed. And that choice doesn't seem so tough to me. Vaccinated person having a heart attack? Yes, come right on in. We'll take care of you. Unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo? Rest in peace, Wheezy. Pointing back to the unvaccinated who are really creating a problem in this country, every death that we are seeing from COVID could have been prevented. Literally, the only people dying are the unvaccinated. And for those of you spreading misinformation, shame on you. <laughs> those of you spreading misinformation shame on you well uh hey you're pointing one finger at me there's three pointing back at you dickhead so listen the the vitriol the hatred the animosity that these clowns stirred up over this now any any one any doctor any good doctor will tell you that there is no one drug that is good for everyone and did you hear him there? You clowns who do your own research, right? I love that. All of a sudden, reading and and researching on things became dangerous. And we'll get to that in a little bit. I got a clip on that one too. Do your own research was dangerous, right? And that's what these, they're, they're just, they're shaming. And, and I felt it at work. I, I got banned from my building at work because I wouldn't get it after switching jobs because I wouldn't get it and I wasn't allowed in my building. I had to work from home, which don't threaten me with a good time. Right. But it's, this is the nonsense of it. And it kept going. It was, it was relentless. The shaming again, this is from unveil.truth on Instagram. The pandemic of the unvaccinated. The fact is, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Experts call it a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Still a pandemic of the unvaccinated. The disease of the unvaccinated. A pandemic and an outbreak of the unvaccinated. Pandemic of the unvaccinated. The pandemic of the unvaccinated. A pandemic of the unvaccinated. This is really becoming a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Six months later. Breakthrough infections. More breakthrough cases of COVID-19. Fully vaccinated folks test. Okay, so breakthrough. Breakthrough, that's a fancy way of saying the vaccine isn't working. People are getting sick even though they got the injection. Let me just preface that. Positive. That's going to be our new normal. Data from the CDC shows nearly 80% were vaccinated. COVID-19 is in the pan. 80% were vaccinated. What they just tell us, though? It stops here. You won't get it. All lies. Pandemic of the unvaccinated anymore. Doctors say their hospitals do have more boosted people, but they've got a simple explanation. We don't want uh, this to sound like uh, vaccine doesn't work. But ever since the but Department of Health and Human Services split them into three groups in January, the trend looks pretty clear. What, what is this? What, what's happening? Oh, no. I got to no. say, I could have called this one. No. Unbelievable. It was all lies. Again, more propaganda. You're okay. You're not going to. You're, you're not, not going to get, get it. COVID if you have these vaccinations. <sighs> Wrong. Vaccines prevent getting infected, prevent getting sick, prevent your hospitalization. 
Um, Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick, um, and, and that it's not just in the clinical trials, but it's also in real-world data. Wrong. Now we know that the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. You're okay. You're not going to. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Hey, folks. Guess you heard. This morning, I tested positive for COVID. When people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not going to get infected. Dr. Fauci says he has COVID again. If you've done the right thing and gotten vaccinated, you deserve the freedom to be safe from COVID-19. And this morning, I learned I, I tested positive for COVID-19 as well. With three doses that you can prevent it, not just from serious illness, but from getting this virus, this Omicron variant, and therefore giving it to others. Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews is in quarantine for seven days after testing positive to COVID. So I, I'm fully vaccinated. It gives me some comfort. Anthony Albanese has just tested positive for coronavirus. Uh, having received two doses of AstraZeneca, it's a very effective vaccine protection from symptomatic illness and therefore risk of transmission to others. How about that? All those people preaching, you get it, the vaccine, you will not get it. And they all got it afterwards. So here, let's look at a chart from the BBC. Okay. Death rates depend on age group, estimated proportion of deaths among infections. Okay. So from zero to under 40, basically, you're looking at half a okay half a percent to one actually up to 60 0 to 60 age half a percent or 1% death among infections who does it affect the most the elderly the 79 or 70 to 79 in the 80 plus category now let's listen to this dipshit over here and this was the logic okay so children 0 to 9 10 to 19, 20 to 29 have basically zero, essentially 0% risk of death from infection. And then you get people like this. Listen to this dipshit. This is for anyone who is worried about giving your children the COVID vaccine. So there are lots of unknowns. We don't know the long-term effects of the vaccine. And we all stop right there. You don't know the long-term effects. For something that poses zero risk to your child. You don't know the long-term effects, but this is how he's going to justify it. Also don't know the long-term effects of COVID. Think about chickenpox. It was decades before we realized that chickenpox lingers in your system. And years and years later, as you get older, can reemerge as shingles. So while children have been more asymptomatic and had more minor versions of this illness, we don't know if it's going to reemerge as something else in the future. So if Hold on before he goes any further, asymptomatic, that was a huge term. Meaning you're you're sick, but you don't show any symptoms. You're carrying the virus, but you don't show any symptoms. That was the boogeyman. Let it making people not you didn't know you were sick. 
But when you tested, you tested positive. You were dirty. Let's listen to this dipshit some more. I'm doing a basic risk assessment between COVID or the vaccine. I'm going to pick the thing that has had more money and research poured into it than anything else in human history instead of the thing that's killed 4 million people. Great logic. If the people that made the vaccines haven't been fined billions of dollars in lawsuits and why if it was so safe and effective can we not sue these makers of this injection if we have any side effects think about that if it's so safe and effective these people should be able to stand up in court and defend their experiment but nope They have, they are free and clear. All right. So now, remember we talked about before, don't do your own research. That was another campaign that they pushed hard. Anybody that did research, you were spreading misinformation, disinformation. You were a crackpot. Now think about that, right? I always like to use the example of, you know, when I'm looking to buy a new car, something as simple as a new car, I'm going to research different models, different makes, see what fits best for me. But for an experimental medical injection, I was not supposed to look into it. For a virus that was supposedly the most deadliest thing we'd ever encounter in our lifetime, I was not supposed to research about it. Lockdown efficacy, I was not supposed to research about it. Mask efficacy, I was not supposed to research about it. And if I did research on any of those things, I was a danger a menace to society. I was a threat spreading mis or disinformation. And that's another term that came in, misinformation, disinformation. They became huge over the last four years. It wasn't a term that was used prior to that. But now it's part of their campaign. Can't go against the narrative. Anything that goes against the narrative is mis or disinformation, regardless of the science, right? But then at the same time, they tell you, trust the science. No, they want you to blindly obey. It's the cult of science they want you to follow and join and not question. Because science itself is about questioning. Again, the logic goes right out the window with all these arguments. So let's listen into these people tell us that we are a threat to national security, right? We're a threat to the democracy for doing our own research who think that they can do their own research. Don't do any of your own research. Doing your own research is associated with conspiracy theory circles. This go-it-alone approach, doing your own research, that can have serious consequences. You should get prison time for even questioning the vaccines. Can we all stop saying, I need to do my own research? That phrase, do your own research, four words, four little words that are hurting America. Doing your own research hurts America. Everybody has a supercomputer in their hand that empowers them to do their own research, and that's the problem you must not do your own research i need to do my own research i don't understand what that means i'm doing my own research you can't do your own research unless you're a scientist don't do your own research maybe you've told yourself you're playing it safe you just want to wait and see since this is a new vaccine no grow the up and get the vaccine unvaccinated people spread the virus how about that just for looking into it no 
you're a danger to COVID response. Now, I love this guy. This guy is hilarious. Listen to this. Imagine a vaccine so safe that you have to be threatened to take it for a disease so deadly that you have to be tested to know you have it. <laughs> Imagine a vaccine so effective you have to be threatened to take it. Oh, I love it. And imagine it's so deadly that you have to be told that you have it. That's what we dealt with, guys. Asymptomatic. These people, people were testing even though they felt fine every single day to what? Find out they might have it even though they're fine. They're not even going to show any symptoms. Asymptomatic. Unbelievable. Then you have this. I, I lost all respect for this and her as well as most of Hollywood and, and the entertainment industry. Heather McDonald. Listen to this bit she pulled right here and, and tell me this isn't karma. I don't mean to. I don't mean to brag. I don't care. But I want you to know double vaxxed booster flu shot. And I'm going to be honest. I have the shingle shot, too. And I still get my period. What? Yes. <laughs> Traveled, went to Mexico twice, did shows, meet and greets, never got COVID. Clearly, Jesus loves me the most. Seriously. So nice. So nice. Yes. And down she goes. Anybody that said that is scripted is full of shit because the way she hit her head, you are not going to hit your head like that. Yeah. Jesus loves me, right? That's what she was. She was, she was poking fun at it. Again, guys, our creator gave us an amazing immune system. But these people all want us to go synthetic. All right. <clears throat> So this is a clip of Joe Biden. He says, let me be clear. If you're in a state where hurricanes often strike, like Florida or the Gulf Coast or into Texas, a vital part of preparing for hurricane season is to get vaccinated now. Everything is more complicated if you're not vaccinated and a hurricane or a natural disaster hits. Oh, you think I'm making it up? Listen in. See that video where they're, they're talking about Biden's talking about the hurricane? No. Have you ever seen this? No. Have you seen that, Jamie? He's telling them huh. they should get vaccinated before the hurricane comes. <laughs> it's, a, it's obviously a joke, right? No, it's not a joke. He's, be, he's being not dead serious. Joke. It's not that you shouldn't get vaccinated. That's not what I'm saying. It's just like the narrative is so, it's so overwhelming that it applies to everything now. It applies to the fucking hurricane. Play this. Give me some volume. In a state where hurricanes often strike, these two guys. like Florida or the Gulf Coast or into Texas, a vital part of preparing for hurricane season is to get vaccinated now. <laughs> Everything is more complicated if you're not vaccinated in a hurricane or a natural disaster hits. Dude, how the hell does that make any sense, though? Okay. You're Think about that. He was right. How does that make any sense? Okay, that's how nonsensical it is. And then part of peak idiocracy was this. There were vaccine songs that were from anyone and everyone. And people thought they were the, the catchy. They are the it's the most cringy shit ever. Listen to this. 
Vaccine, 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 vaccine. I'm begging of you, please don't hesitate. It's vaccination day. It's vaccination day. Appointments are open. I'm group four. I don't have to stay here anymore. Please get the fucking vaccine because it's factually good for you. Dr. Fauci, <laughs> give us vaccines, help all the people who have been quarantined. Shout out to our favorite MD, Anthony Fauci. So all I want for Christmas is a I mean, this is in a cult. Once you got the vaccine, hug your family. Feeling so relieved. No lockdowns. We're free. Here's dipshit. If you get a vaccination, you'll get maximum protection and be safer when you go outside. If you want to socialize, you gotta immunize. Come on, Britain, let's be wise. Vaccine, vaccine, come for your vaccine. Now you're back, Archie, the syringe gun. Vaccine, vaccine, I get a vaccine. Vaccine, vaccine, I get a vaccine. Vaccine, Oh my god, not to be outdone. This is probably one of the most cringiest right here. You're finna online day chat, find a may chat, open up VOK ass, okay yeah, profile picture looking tight chat, nice chat, got your bio reading right chat, precise chat, but before you find a day chat, you gotta wait chat, gotta go vaccinate chat, get it straight chat, girl you look good, want you vax that thing up, use a handsome young brother, want you vax that thing up, they know real life, you need to vax that thing up, feeling freaky all night, you need to vax that thing up, girl you look good, want you vax that thing up, use a handsome young brother, want you vax that thing up, they know 
don't like you need to vax that thing up. Feeling freaky all night, you need to vax that thing up. I know you can't stand it, no holding hands, chick. But when we get the shot, we gon' be romancing. Girl, you could be the queen at the quarantine. We could meet up at the spot and we could do the thing. Internet date, chat, I'm your mate, chat. Download the app, shorty, you ain't gotta wait, chat. I love it when you hold me, eggplant emoji. You could be the young hot thing, I'll be the OG. Girl, you look good, want you vax that thing up. Unbelievable. Now, if it's so safe and effective, why do we need this heavy propaganda campaign? Why? Why do you have to pay all these people to do this stuff? Right? Some of these are big names and they took their old song and they just took their credibility with them and sold out to Big Pharma. Because that's who's driving all this. So now let's listen to good old Rand Paul and and Fauci talk about what we talked about before, about the natural immunity. Uh, but she's had the flu for 14 days. Should she get a flu shot? Well, no. If she got the flu for 14 days, she's as protected as anybody can be. Because the best vaccination is to get infected yourself. And so she should if not she get re- it? If she really has the flu, if she really has the flu, she definitely doesn't need a flu vaccine. If she really has the flu, she right. should not get it again. No, she doesn't need it because the, it's the be, it's the most potent vaccination is getting infected yourself. This is an ongoing question, and you know we've had ever evolving opinions from you, Dr. Fauci. Currently, antibody surveys show that eighty uh, percent of children, approximately eighty percent of children, have had COVID, and yet there are no guidelines coming from you or anybody in the government to take into account their naturally acquired immunity. You seem quite certain of yourself in two thousand and four, but in two thousand and twenty-two, there's a lot less certainty. One of the things that we also know, after looking at this for two to three years. Uh, is that the mortality uh, from COVID is very similar, if not less, than than influenza. So when we look at this, we wonder, you know, why you seem to really embrace basic immunology back in 2004 and how you or why you seem to reject it now. Well, I don't uh, reject basic immunology, Senator, and I have never denied that there is importance of the protection following infection. However, as we have said many times, and as has been validated by the authorization of the, by the FDA through their committee and the recommendation by the CDC through their committee, that a vaccination following infection gives an added extra boost. And that film that you showed no, it doesn't. is really taken out of context. I believe that was when someone called in who had had a reaction to a vaccine and asked me through a telephone in the interview if they should get vaccinated again. So it was in the context of someone who had a reaction. And as a matter of fact, Reuters fact check looked at that and said, Fauci's 2004 comments do not contradict his pandemic actually, stance. Actually, words don't lie. If you look at the words behind me, we can go over them a little bit at a time. She doesn't need it because the most potent vaccination right. is getting infected yourself. It so- is true. It is true, Senator. It is a very potent 
way to protect. So when you're trying to tell us that kids need a third or a fourth vaccine, are you including the variability or the variable of previous infection in the studies? No, you're not. Because when you have approved vaccines in recent times and the committees that have approved it for children don't report anything on right. hospitalization or death or transmission. Right. They only report that if you give them the jab, they'll make antibodies. And you can give kids hundreds of jabs and they'll make antibodies every time, but that does not prove efficacy. Right. So what you're doing is denying the very fundamental premise of immunology that previous infection does provide some sort of immunity. It's not in any of your studies. Almost none of your studies from the CDC. None. Okay, we get the point. He's lying. He's just flat out lying. And then he tries to point it to the CDC and the NIH and everywhere but himself. But he said what he said. And Reuters fact-checking it. Guys, fact checks are opinions. Even Facebook had to come out and say that their fact checkers are simply opinions. Let's listen to this. This guy is going to give us some truth on it. It's hard to hear, but... In fact, what they had created was not a vaccine, but an anti-vaccine. Do you remember that we were told that the way out of this pandemic was to get everyone vaccinated? That was a, what was... No one is safe until everyone's safe, right? That's what we were told going to keep us safe. But what I want to show you next was that literally what has happened to Canada is exactly what happened to those laboratory animals that were tested with the vaccine against the very first SARS virus. That so-called vaccine ended up working as an anti-vaccine and made them more vulnerable to the disease than if they had not been vaccinated. So what we now have is a pandemic of the vaccinated. I'm going to show you the evidence that this so-called vaccine is actually an anti-vaccine and that it has increased people's risk. It increases your chance of getting COVID, it increases your chance of spreading COVID, and it damages your, your immune system to such a degree that you have a higher risk of hospitalization and death. Hold on. He just said it increases your chances of getting COVID increases your chances of spreading it and damages your immune system so that you're at a higher risk of infections, hospitalizations, and death. And of course, that's what the narrative that the public health keep telling us, that even though they now admit it doesn't stop you getting COVID, it doesn't stop you spreading COVID, they say it'll keep you out of hospital, at least you won't die. And I'm going to show you the evidence for why that is absolutely false. This is a very important study that came out a few months ago from Cleveland, Ohio. This was a study done on healthcare workers, 51,000 healthcare workers that had had various numbers of COVID injections. The bottom of Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I just, I, I don't even know what to say to that. It's just, and then, okay, so then let's get to the ivermectin attack, right? After Rogan showed that it worked for him. Now, anyone that was thinking of taking it was taking horse dewormer, horse paste, Except for the fact that an Irish discoverer, okay, of ivermectin, jointly wins the Nobel Prize for medicine in 2015. Okay, so let's listen to this attack, which is all lies, and they know it. For day weekend, you did? Yeah. 
Yeah, Americans got together to fire up the grill, grab a cold beer, and toss back some horse dewormer. Mm. <laughs> but don't worry about the anti-vaxxers being unprotected, because they have found a new drug that also does not protect them. It's called ivermectin, which is a horse dewormer. So you'll probably still get COVID, but on the bright side, you could win the Preakness. <laughs> Opponents say the science behind ivermectin is clear. In fact, we've been sent a demonstration of just how it defends your bloodstream from the virus. Got jokes. Got jokes. Still got a lot of pandemics out there. People are still taking this ivermectin. This poison, you know, the poison control centers have seen this spike in calls no, for people didn't. taking this livestock medicine to fight the coronavirus. But they won't take the vaccine, which is crazy. It's like if you're a vegan and you're like, no, I don't want a hamburger. Give me that can of Alpo instead. I got to say, when I first heard that Fox News was pushing ivermectin, I knew it was going to be bad, but I was not expecting it to be horse dewormer. Sounds like the name of a drug they give super soldiers in a Paul Verhoeven movie to turn them into robocops. You know someone at the company that made ivermectin once said, hey, should we put not for people on the horse pill labels? And someone else said, there's a picture of a horse on the bottle. It's fine. So... Ivermectin is ineffective against COVID. Why? And when used incorrectly, it can kill you. Why? Worst of all, it tastes yucky. <laughs> Luckily, the internet is loaded with advice on how to make it more palatable, including mixing it with jellies or eating it as a sandwich. Oh. Or throw it on your roast beef. Technically, it is horsey sauce. <laughs> One commenter explained, I take it by hiding it in a banana. Is that what it's going to take to get you accept actual medicine? In that case, can I interest you in a delicious banana? Dr. Fauci said that if hospitals get any more overcrowded, they're going to have to make some very tough choices about who gets an ICU bed. I, that choice doesn't seem so tough to me. Vaccinated person having a heart attack? Yes, come right on in. We'll take care of you. Unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo? Rest in peace, Wheezy. You're horse goo. Horse dewormer. Mind you, there is a human form of it also, which is used prevalently in Africa, South America, and Asia. And by the way, the people that used it over there, you might want to look at the numbers and see how they panned out versus how we dealt with it on our side. And okay, so here we have uh, Dr. Martin Mallory from, I forget, I think it's John Hopkins. So let's listen to him break down the narrative. The greatest perpetrator of misinformation during the pandemic has been the United States government. Misinformation that COVID was spread through surface transmission, that vaccinated immunity was far greater than natural immunity, that masks were effective. Now we have the definitive Cochrane review. What do you do with that review? Cochrane is the most authoritative evidence body in all of medicine and has been for decades. Do you just ignore it, not talk about it? that myocardial common after the infection than the vaccine. Not true. It's four to 28 times more common after the, the vaccine. That young people benefit from a booster. Misinformation. Our two top experts on vaccines quit the FDA in protest over this particular issue, pushing boosters in young, healthy people. The data was never there. That's why the CDC never disclosed hospitalization rates. The data was never there, he just said. Think about that. Among boosted Americans under age 50. 
The vaccine mandates would increase vaccination rates. The George uh, Mason University study shows it didn't. It did one thing. It created never vaxxers who are now not getting the childhood vaccines they need to get. Over and over again, we've seen something that goes far beyond using your best judgment with the information at hand. We've seen something which is unforgivable, and that is the weaponization of medical research itself. The C CDC putting out their own shoddy studies, like their own study on natural immunity, looking at one state for two months, when they had data for years on all 50 states. Why did they only report that one sliver of data? Why did they salami slice the giant database? Because it gave them the result they wanted. Same with masking study. Well, the data has now caught up in giant systematic reviews and the public health officials were intellectually dishonest. They lied to the American people. Thank you. Intellectually dishonest, they lied. Flat out, they lied. They lied to us. And how no one has to pay the consequences of this is mind-blowing. The CDC, who's supposed to be our trusted source of data, was selectively choosing data to present. We want, they want us to hand over our medical freedom to the World Health Organization, who is also part of this nonsense. They're all liars. He said it. They knowingly lied. So then we look at um, August 10th of this month. The FDA explicitly recognizes that doctors do have the authority to pres prescribe ivermectin, ivermectin to treat COVID. Doctors are free to prescribe ivermectin to treat COVID, a lawyer representing the FDA said this week. The FDA explicitly recognizes that doctors do have the authority to prescribe ivermectin to treat COVID said attorney Ashley Chung Honnold during the oral arguments before the court on Tuesday. The Fifth Circuit is in the process of hearing a case brought by three doctors who allege that the FDA overstepped its boundaries with its public information campaign against human consumption of ivermectin. Okay, these doctors allege that they were professionally harmed by their efforts to prescribe the drug to patients. A federal judge threw out the case in 2022, prompting the hearing in the appeals court. Throughout the COVID pandemic, <clears throat> the FDA and other government bodies strongly cautioned against ivermectin, a powerful anti-parasitic drug that won its creators the 2015 Nobel Prize in Medicine as a treatment for the virus, citing examples of people hospitalized after consuming the non-prescription version of the drug uh, meant for animals. The government took steps to throttle ivermectin prescriptions why emergency youth authorization dollars money okay so let's look at this peer-reviewed study on ivermectin oh well it's finally peer-reviewed and published ivermectin worked significantly to reduce deaths from COVID-19. let's go ahead and go over this study uh dr pierre corey brought our attention to this. He actually tweeted about it saying the preprint of this paper was the final piece of evidence which convinced me, Paul, and the FLCCC that widespread ivermectin distribution could end the pandemic in October of 2020. Took two years, but now peer-reviewed and published in a major journal. So this was the study that he used when it was just a preprint. 
back in 2020 when he was saying, okay, it's time to come up with some kind of treatment for COVID-19. And he came up with the FLCCC protocol, which includes ivermectin, amongst other things. And people could go on the website and they could figure out, okay, um, are you just exposed to COVID? Like maybe you're taking care of somebody or someone in your house has COVID. Are you, do you have COVID? Did you just test positive? Which variant do you have? And you can look this up on their site and then you could follow whichever protocol they had there listed on their site. And it all included ivermectin. Now, a lot of people pointed at the study that they were using as the preprint and they said, well, this isn't peer reviewed and uh, this isn't published. This is just a preprint. There's no there there. And so you guys are just taking horse medicine for absolutely nothing. And now two years later, you know, it's like, uh, or now we're three years, you know, too little. See, they knew it. They just didn't want to admit it. Let's, let's go on, see who profited. A newly peer-reviewed study from the Cleveland Clinic found that the risk of COVID-19 varied by the number of COVID-19 vaccine doses previously received. And the higher the number of vaccines previously received, the higher the risk of contracting COVID-19. Popular YouTuber and comedian who has been a prominent skeptic over vaccines and mandates throughout the pandemic, Jimmy Dore, tweeted, FYI, it's not a vaccine, it's a failed experiment. We are the guinea pigs. Mm -hmm. All right, take these findings with a grain of salt. But this is interesting because the first this first came out earlier this year, I think around February, and there was a lot of pushback at that time. Part of the pushback was that it was not a peer-reviewed study. It was just what's known as a preprint. Now we're talking about this again because it has been peer-reviewed and the parts of the study that raised a red flag to some vaccine skeptics are still there in the study. So, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So the the uh, authors of the study note that this is unexpected. Like, I don't think these are people who were these are not like anti-vaccine people who are s setting out to disprove the efficacy of vaccines. And so so they're saying um, there was an association of increased risk of COVID-19 with higher number of prior vaccine doses. Importantly, and it was not because so you could rationalize why that might be the case. Well, maybe people who, who are getting the most um, jabs, the most doses of vaccine are people who are older mm -hmm. and higher at risk anyway. So then, y yes, they're more likely to get covid because they're higher risk. Mm -hmm. So it would just be incidental that mm -hmm. well, they're, they're more likely to get a lot of vaccines mm -hmm. and they're more likely to get covid. Mm -hmm. But that's not one doesn't have anything to do with the other. However, that is not the case here as they lay out at the mm -hmm. Cleveland Clinic. They're like, OK, we see why you might think that. Mm -hmm. But the um, the uh, that most of the people in this study were young people. Some young people can be at, at a high risk of COVID if you have a pre-existing condition, but you, you would not expect that to be uh, most of the people. And so they're saying that that really makes this finding um, unexpected. Um, yeah. The risk of, yeah. yeah, the people, the, despite this, their risk of acquiring COVID-19, the people who had had fewer injections was lower than those who'd received a low. There you go. Peer reviewed. Now, Let's look at the demon known as Bill Gates and why, again, this guy was a tech guy, now becomes known as a doctor, a vaccine expert, should be known as Dr. Death for all the death that he's caused all over the world. Why was he pushing this so hard? And then why did he come out and trash it? Anyway, so antibodies, antivirals, we think we can also have, very early in an ep and the epidemic, a thing you can inhale uh, 
that will mean that you can't be infected, a, a blocker, a an magic inhaler. Blocker. We also need to fix the three problems with vaccines. The current vaccines are not infection blocking. Oh, they're not infection blocking. Okay. They don't block anything. Uh, they're not broad. So when new variants come up, you lose protection. Uh, they don't help against other variants. So we're always chasing the dragon. And they have very short duration. Uh, oh, and they don't work very long. That's why you have to keep getting them over and over and over and over. That's not effective. Remember all the highly effective talk? Yeah, high efficacy. No, they're finding the exact opposite now, as in the last clip where they said that the rate of infection is higher the more injections you took. Particularly in the people who matter, which are old people. And every one of those things is, is fixable. Uh, in fact, doing that work is going to help vaccinology very, very broadly. That was Microsoft billionaire and philanthropist Bill Gates speaking on the coronavirus mRNA vaccines at, at a Lowry Institute event in Australia. Roddy, uh, what do you make of that? First off, this weird kind of um, glass onion-esque allusion to an inhaler that will block uh, COVID transmission seems oh, right. to be in they the works. Do, they do have that in glass <laughs> onion. Yeah. And they're making fun of the idea, I think. Yeah, a little, a little plot device. Uh, yeah, sure. sure I mean, if, if such a thing is possible, bring it on. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't heard a lot about that being in the final right. stages of development. But, uh, but the, of course, the main story here is that people are talking about is as Bill Gates kind of um, being open about the, the lower effect, eff efficacy of the mm -hmm. mRNA vaccine. Yeah, I mean, he really nails it on on the issues that we're having with them, which is the, the short duration of protection, no, uh, not a significant discernible impact on uh, on transmission of cases and, and you know, et cetera, not a not a massive benefit for a lot of otherwise healthy and younger people. Uh, you know, uh, Bill Gates was a major, I think it's fair to say, major proponent of mRNA vaccine technology. He was an investor uh, in BioNTech, which developed the, the mRNA vaccine for Pfizer. Um, we were just doing some digging, and we see that he actually sold a lot of those shares at a, how much profit was that? 10x. Uh, so he invested $55 million um, in BioNTech back in 2019, uh, and it's now... Just before the pandemic, he invested $55 million, and what did it, he cash in at? Worth uh, north of $550 million. Uh, he sold uh, some stock, what was it, in um, at the end of last year, I believe it was, uh, uh, with the share price over $300. So in a three, so in 19, he invested 55 million. In 2022, he cashed out at over 550 million. Do you see now why Bill Gates was on your TV all the time, pushing you, trying to coerce you into taking an injection? It wasn't about your health. Um, a share which represented a huge gain for him over when he invested. So yeah, he certainly has profited so a great let's, deal. Let's follow that this. trajectory. Buys, invest heavily in BioNTech. mRNA vaccines, great. This is the future. This is, uh, you know, he talked about the vaccine timeline and how, you know, we could develop it faster. We might have to cut some corners on safety, but it could be developed faster. All in, sells it, makes a huge amount of money. Now it's like, yeah, it's, it's a little, it's it's okay. It could be better. Um, but what we really need is, these, is this, this breath spread. <laughs>
right? Do you see how this works now? Oh, this is the greatest thing ever. And then all of a sudden, oh, wait, I made all my money. I'm going to cash out. Now it's this new thing that you have to make and I can make billion millions on this. And then it's this new thing. Do you see the scam guys? Do you see the players? And I love this. This is when Fauci towards the end. And I think this was uh, either earlier this year or fall of last year. He and the mayor of DC were going door to door trying to battle those vaccine hesitant folks. You know, the pandemic of the of the uh, unvaccinated, right? He's trying to go coerce them. The last round them up, get them to take it. Listen to what this guy brings to the table. I love it. I'm not settled with the information that's been given to us right now. So I'm not going to be lining up taking a shot on a vaccination for something that wasn't clear in the first place. And then you all create a shot in miraculous time. It takes years to well it, it used to take years okay it used to, it, it you used know to how you know how many years were invested in this in this approach about 20 years of science to get us to be 20 years to do is not enough okay so he just said it, it, they've been working on this for 20 years this technology right so they didn't just come up with it in operation warp speed like trump likes to claim they've been working on this they've been waiting for the opportunity to use this they were going to use it regardless. This was just the perfect storm for them to test it out. And like Jimmy Dore said, we, or not we, but the people were the guinea pigs. Not me. You couldn't pay me to take that thing. And nine months is definitely not no. enough for nobody to be taking no vaccination that you all came up with. The only yeah. reason I'm talking to you right now, as close as we are, is that I've been vaccinated. Right. But and he hasn't. So why why does it matter? Right. Their argument blows up in their face. If she can be that close to him because she's that, why does he need it then? So she can feel safe. Because as we saw in the last couple videos, guess what? The efficacy is poor. It doesn't stop anything. It's not safe and effective. If it allow thousands of people like you don't get vaccinated, you're going to let this virus continue to percolate in this country and in this world. Something like the common flu then, right? And, and not like, not like much. Something like the common flu. And notice how she said it's going to be us. It's going to be the people that didn't take it that keep it going. When in reality, what did the study show? The people that are more likely to keep it going are the ones that take more shots, more injections. Use logic here, people. Do not be blinded by the propaganda. It's more serious than the flu. Though. Well, the flu kills a lot of people annually, yeah. too. You know how many people died of the flu the last year? I mean, not this year, virtually none, but the previous year? None. But how did nobody die from the flu? How did nobody? It just disappeared. It took the year off. That's another thing that 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 doesn't make any sense to their argument. There were no flu deaths in 2020, 2021 or 2022. It was all COVID. 20 to 30,000. You know how many people have died from COVID-19 in the United States? 600,000 yeah, died of COVID, he said, right? Now, what did we find out about that number? That number was wrong. 
that that's how many people died with COVID. Big difference. Dying from or of versus dying with. To have it and die from... There were people that were dying on motorcycle accidents and they were being marked as COVID deaths. So how can you trust the numbers? Again, remember we talked about how to make statistics lie. That's they they're playing the number game and listen to what he says to Fauci. It's beautiful. All right. Well, you, well, that well the, the number that you all given that died. That's that's once again that's you all's number. You gonna pass? Yeah, definitely. Because right. when, when you start talking about paying people to get vaccinated, when you start talking about incentivizing things to get people vaccinated, there's something else going on with that. Something yeah, else, something it, else going I, on. It with is that. something going yeah, on. With something it. Else You're right. On. But I'm glad millions of people like me and most everybody here didn't get an incentive. You know what their incentive was? Protecting their health and protecting the city. Well, but that, I, well, I won't keep okay, doing it's anymore. It's okay because my, 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 my incentive, y'all campaign, is about fear. It's about inciting fear in people. You all attack people with fear. That's what this pandemic is. It's a fear. It's fear, this pandemic. That's all it is. Bingo. Fear. He nailed it. That guy is so based. He nailed it. It's all about fear. Now, let's look at the expected global revenue. Pfizer, up over $15 billion. Moderna, up over $10 billion. AZ, about 6 to $7 billion. Uh, Novavax, $5 billion. J&J, just under $5 billion. Okay? Look at that. Revenue, here you go. Pfizer revenue boosted by COVID-19 drugs. 2020, Pfizer made $41.9 billion. That wasn't enough. $41.9 billion wasn't enough. So you go to 2021, you go to $81.3 billion, 36.3 of which is from the experimental injection. Then you go to... 2022, they made 98 to 102 billion dollars. So they go for, from 40, 38 to 40 on average from 2016 to 29 to 2020. So for a five-year stretch, they're making 38 to 40 billion a year. Not enough. They jack it up 80 billion, 100 billion. Do you see what this is all about? We do need more money. We don't just need more money for vaccines for children eventually. We need more money to plan for the second pandemic. There's going to be another pandemic. We have to think ahead. And that's not something the last outfit did very well. That's something we've been doing fairly well. That's why we need the money. That's why we need the money for the next one. There's going to be enough. How do you know? This is a once in a century, you know, odds wise pandemic. But. It's going to happen again, okay? So let's look here. The pandemic creates a new billionaire every 30 hours while a million people could fall into extreme poverty at the same rate, okay? For every new billionaire created during the pandemic, one every 30 hours, nearly a, mil nearly a million people could be pushed into extreme poverty in 2022 at nearly the same rate, according to a new Oxfam brief today. Look at this. It's unbelievable. It says right here, 
The brief showed 573 people became new billionaires during the pandemic at the rate of one every 30 hours. We expect this year that 263 million more people will be pushed into extreme poverty. 263 million at a rate of a million people every 33 hours. Billionaires' wealth has risen more in the first 24 months of COVID-19 than in 23 years combined. The total wealth of the world's billionaires is now equivalent to 13.9% of global GDP. That is a threefold increase, up from 4.4% in 2000. Think about that. It's disgusting. Says the pandemic has created 40 new pharma billionaires alone. Pharmaceutical corporations like Moderna and Pfizer are making a $1,000 profit every second just from their monopoly control over the injection, despite its development having been supported by billions of dollars in public investments. They are charging governments up to 24 times more than the potential cost of generic production. 87% of the people in low-income countries still have not been fully injected. Now remember, right? If they went with the ivermectin route, all that money is lost because there's no patent on it anymore. Anybody can produce it. And it's produced for pennies on the dollar. Look at this. George Mason study finds no evidence that vaccine mandates in major cities reduce COVID-19 cases. Lockdowns only reduced COVID deaths by 0.2%, John Topkins study finds. We find no evidence that lockdowns, school closures, border closures, and limited ga- limiting gatherings have had a noticeable effect on COVID-19 mortality. That's from the National Post. CNBC, a CDC study, finds that 78% of people hospitalized for COVID were overweight or obese. We're not going to address that problem, right? We're not going to talk about morbid obesity in this country. We're not going to talk about the food. We're not going to talk about exercise, health. We're going to talk about experimental medical procedures. And then we add face masks made little to no difference in preventing of COVID, the spread of COVID-19 per study. Guys, it's, it was all built on a lie. Everything that they told you. Now, what are we heading into? Let's listen to this woman right here. Madness, it was really just a test balloon, a test balloon to see how far they could go. And um, the lesson they wanted to learn from this was to uh, find out what needed to be done to uh, get free individuals in free and democratic societies to actually consent to being forced into compliance. Like I said, it was a test balloon. It started out with the digital green certificate. That was just something uh, to get the people used to having to show something wherever they went. So getting easing people like, you know, into that kind of thing. Um, and they have learned their lesson and they looked at the, all of the data, especially in the COVID committee where they repeated every single lie. Um, they looked very, very carefully at all of this. Um, and the next thing we will see 
is, uh, yeah, well, the establishment of uh, so-called 15-minute cities. Uh, I would, however, urge you, do not call them 15-minute cities. They are 15-minute ghettos. Be very specific uh, in your choice of words to highlight what they're actually doing. Just looking at these concepts, um, they're supposed to make your lives easier, make it more comfortable for, for the people, uh, reduce their carbon footprint. I mean, we are saving the planet after all, aren't we? Um, but it has nothing to do with this, None, nothing whatsoever. It's about control. Uh, it's about, uh, yeah, pretty much imprisoning people in their assigned area. Why am I saying this? I mean, a lot of people may say, well, here she goes again, spreading, you know, conspiracy theories. Well, look at what they're doing. They're where they are starting to build these 15 minute ghettos. They're not starting by, you know, building schools or hospitals or, you know, leisure parks or none of that, no libraries. No, they start by erecting barricades and installing surveillance cameras. That is a big tell. So anyone telling me it's about making my life easier, yeah, right. Not for a single second will I believe this BS. It is coming. And uh, how will they control it? I mean, you know, well, very simple. They will not, no longer need electrified barbed wired fences all around this, this area. No, digital ID. That will do it. Take a look to China. That is our future. And I'm not talking about a future in maybe 30, 40, 50 years from now. No, it is going on as we speak. We're talking about, I don't know, three, four, five years tops. Look at Saudi Arabia. They're building the so-called Naom City. It is a structure 170 kilometers, kilometers long, 500 meters wide and 200 meters, uh, sorry, 500 meters high, 200 meters wide. And it will house nine million people. If I wanted to gain control over nine million people and have them completely dependent upon me, that's exactly where and how I would house them. In the middle of the desert with nowhere to run. It is in store for all of us. It will be the attempt to enslave and impoverish every single human being on this planet. That's what we're looking at and that's what we need to fight. And I'm really asking you, take a good look. Take a good look at your governments and do not assume for a single second, just because they were democratically elected, they will not inflict the worst atrocities on you. Do not believe that for one second. So please stand up, get up, and fight already. Do it now. And I have to agree with her on some of that, right? Do it now. Now is the time to push back. Enough's enough. Enough's enough with lockdowns. Enough is enough with, um, you know, these 15-minute cities idea, this central... Uh, the the central digital currency, enough of that. Digital IDs, all of that, guys. You really gotta draw the line in the sand now and start pushing back, because again, 
every time you give them an inch, they're going to take a yard. And we have to hold our ground on this this time. We cannot let them do this nonsense again. Because as we saw, all that it causes is a separation of wealth. It's, it's, that's what it was about. Unfortunately, it was about money. Money trumped everything. And there's a great George Bush quote from uh, W himself where he says, you know, money trumps peace. There are players at hand that make sure that happens. And that's that's the world we live in. As much, If you want to live with your head in the sand and believe that they did everything in this video out of pure ignorance and they were, they were really trying to help you, I got a bridge to sell you. Because this was a coordinated effort as it went through. You saw it. It was orchestrated. The media, big pharma, government, uh, entertainment industry, everything. They were all in on it. They all played the game. And they're still playing it, in a sense. With the idea and the notion that, you know, and again, with these, they said there's a new jab coming out in, in September. And, and what it is, is based off of the last strain. They're always chasing. They're always behind. So there's no no doubt that it would negatively affect your immune system. There's no doubt. It doesn't it makes perfect sense that you would be more at risk the more you put this stuff into your body. And anyone that put it into their kids, God help you. God help those kids. Cuz I hope they they don't have cuz we don't know the long-term effects of this. There are no studies and the studies that were done on animals did not come out well. And I pray that it doesn't happen. I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, I didn't take it. So I hope everybody that did suffers. No, my mother took it. She's vaccine injured. My uncle took it. He's dead now from an aneurysm at the breakfast table. So I have a reason why I fight this so hard. I don't want to see anybody else lose anybody over this, over this propaganda, this campaign to transfer wealth at our expense. They don't care about your health. If they did, they would have told you to go out and get exercise, get out in the sun, eat right, take your vitamins. Here's some other alternatives other than a experimental medical injection which I don't give a shit if they say they enforced mandates. Now, did you have to oblige? No, I didn't. So it wasn't gun to your head, but some people felt like they didn't have a choice. Felt like they needed to keep that job. Keep food on the table, pay the rent, pay the electricity. And they did it. And now they regret it. Now they're paying the price for it. And this is just the beginning, guys. It's going to get worse. The story is not going to get better from this. That's why it's so important that we say never again. That whole bullshit would never forget for 9-11. No, never forget this. Never forget what they, your government did to you. The way they lied to you. The way they shamed you. So they could profit. It's disgusting. 
but I want I want people to have this as a record to say, listen, here is what straight from the horse's mouth. Here's all the lies and the misinformation that was spread. Meanwhile, folks like you and I who were citing medical reports and citing doctors were silenced, censored, ostracized, conspiracy theorists, because we did our own research and made choices that were best for us and our family. Not doing something just because the herd is going in one direction. Taking a stand, drawing a line, pushing back. And that's what we need to do, folks. We need to come together. The old united we stand, divided we fall is more true than ever right now. Because there, it's a war. We're in war. It's a psychological war. We are in a social engineering exercise. And we are the subjects. And we need to realize that and push back. Because all it takes is resistance. That's it. Don't have to be violent. Just resist. Say no. Push back. Refuse. Watch how far that goes. And we get enough people to do it. And this whole thing falls apart. Well, that was a long one. But much needed in my eyes. I've been I've been putting this together for about a month now, and uh, it's it's been interesting. And I could go on. I could I could have had another two hours worth of stuff in there of the you know idiocracy and the lunacy that took place, the lies, the misinformation that was presented out there, the propagators of all this stuff. But there you have it. You have a good, concise record of all their misinformation in the campaign that they enacted on us. So guys, if you want to support the show, patreon.com slash the great deception podcast, please, I ask that you leave a review or like on Spotify. It goes a long way to helping out the show and we could use it. We're kind of stagnant right now with, with listenership. We kind of have petered out right here at this point. So trying to get some new eyes and ears on the show. And that's what this is all about. I'm not in it for money or fame. I'm in it to get the information to people who need to hear it. And I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, I plan on doing another clip show here in the near future. Um, and if you guys like it, let me know. You can On Spotify, you can leave feedback. I do check all the feedback. Um, and... I'm considering even doing a feedback show where we go through different comments from shows. If I get enough comments, I get one or two maybe here or there on the show, some feedback, but let me know. What do you think of the clip shows? Is it something thumbs up, thumbs down, uh, too long, too short? You know, I left too much out. No, I think I hit the overall. I mean, I could have gotten real granular and done every single video, but you would have been here for five hours. So I don't want to hold you that long, but this one, this one is an important one, guys, because we have to have our eyes open. So please, uh, again, thank you for listening. I, I really appreciate all the support that we get for the show. If you want to reach out to me, Instagram, uh, it's the Great Deception Podcast. And everyone stay strong and question everything. A vital element in keeping the peace is our military establishment. Our arms must be mighty, 
ready for instant action, so that no potential aggressor may be tempted to risk his own destruction. Our military organization today bears little relation to that known of any of my predecessors in peacetime, or indeed by the fighting men of World War II or Korea. Until the latest of our world conflicts, the United States had no armaments industry. American makers of plowshares could, with time and as required, make swords as well. But we can no longer risk emergency improvisation of national defense. We have been compelled to create a permanent armaments industry of vast proportions. How to do this? Three and a half million men and women are directly engaged in the defense establishment. We annually spend on military security alone more than the net income of all United States corporations. Now, this conjunction of an immense military establishment and a large arms industry is new in the American experience. The total influence, economic, political, even spiritual, is felt in every city, every state house, every office of the federal government. We recognize the imperative need for this development, yet we must not fail to comprehend its grave implications. Our toil, resources, and livelihood are all involved. So is the very structure of our society. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. We should take nothing for granted. Only an alert and knowledgeable citizenry can compel the proper meshing of the huge industrial and military machinery of defense with our peaceful methods and goals, so that security and liberty may prosper together.